is a special Pride Month episode of Geeks of the Week, and we're yes. gonna be we're gonna be talking about a bunch of different things. We got uh, we have we have. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about Batman's mouth. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> this is so weird. We have Nicole. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ravalo, is that? I'm sorry. Am I pronouncing that right? Ravalo, Ravolo. Ciravolo. Ravolo. Thank you. Ciravolo. So yeah, Ciravolo. Ciravolo. Thank you. You so got much. it. Yes. <laughs> and you know, I I really wanted to talk to you about this because apparently, because I don't see this a lot from your content, but I'm noticing mm-hmm. from your shirt right now that you are a major, major Marvel fan, right? Huge. Like this. Okay. <laughs> now we can be friends because I was on the fence. Listen, <laughs> I I wore this. I went to Avengers Campus last week, and Spider Man said he liked this shirt. So I was like, I literally had. I realized that I packed four different Marvel themed shirts, and I was struggling mm. to pick which one to wear for this. And I was like, Well, Spider Man said he likes this one, so I'll wear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you base on base your outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Spider Man says it, it's, it's, it's fact. It's facts. But yeah, yeah, like like look. I, I've been trying to go to uh, Avengers Campus for like a minute, but like I feel guilty because I would have to go by myself because I burnt my wife on Disneyland because I used to work there and we used to go there all the time. And I think she's mm-hmm. like over Disneyland forever. So I'm going to mm-hmm. unfortunately go by myself. So I'm just literally hating on anybody who's been to Avengers Campus by now. So <sighs> Okay, well, listen, we got there. We got in at 9 a.m., went straight to Avengers Campus. We go, there's already a line. We said, where's the end of the line? And they said, it's back there. It's about a four to five hour wait just mm. to get in to Avengers Campus. What? And, it's all, res- it's know, all reservations, right? No, I'm no, I'm not even talking about the reservations just to get into the area. And then oh, like, Jesus. if you wanted to get on uh, the, if you wanted to get on like the guardians, right. If you wanted to do anything, then you would have to do a reservation for that as well, or go wait in line. Mm. But just to get into the area was four to five hour wait. And, uh, somebody came through for us and I don't want to like out them because they really came through for us and I don't want to get anybody fired, but, uh, we <laughs> did end up getting in and it was, I mean, worth it, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, but it was like, we were the first ones there and it was still like, five hour line to get in that just wasn't moving because people were going in and not wanting to leave you know wow right wow that's that's fucking crazy yeah i also like, know disney's gotten rid of like the fast pass system during covid and it's no like, fast passes no fast pass yeah it's, it's no fast passes everything oh is we couldn't we couldn't get on web slingers we didn't get a reservation for web slingers and you can only hold like a boarding to uh, boarding pass for like web slingers or rise of the resistance so i did end mm. up going on rise of the resistance for the first time which is really amazing um and i cried it's fine <laughs> it's fine i cried whatever it was really cool everybody thought it was really cool um but yeah it's it's intense there right now and it probably will be for a while because they're letting in out-of-state people now yeah yeah i thought so damn they damn. just well, they just opened avengers campus right like it was literally like last week right yeah they opened it last week, yeah. june 4th yeah mm. yeah okay june 4th i went june 7th it was only at 35 percent capacity only california residents could go and it was still like a five-hour line just to get in yeah just to get in that sounds that sounds about right that sounds about right when i when i worked there they had just opened up cars land and uh, (laughs) uh, at the very least it was open up for like a like the last not even like a year it was maybe like eight months or something like that and just to ride the radiator springs racers ride we're talking four hours minimum four hours minimum just to get just to get to the front and so uh luckily like while i was working there i didn't have to deal with any like big reopening of a new ride or anything like that like i opened guardians uh mission breakout and i actually taught classes to cat to cast members on how to be in the show that's what we used to call it on how to like stay in character Mm -hmm. and but i literally left like within like a month of it being like open so i didn't really have to deal with like the rush or anything like that yeah and as much as i love Marvel and the Avengers, I'm probably just going to have to wait because four to five hours just to get in the area? Yeah. Just to get in. That's crazy. Just to get in. It was pretty crazy. I'm planning a Disney trip later this year, and I'm, this is making me rethink things. I'm get, I'm still going to do it probably, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was talking I was talking to a girl who was working in front of uh, where Spider-Man was. Like, Spider-Man does that whole little show that, like, we've seen the his animatronic oh, yeah. thing yeah. do, flip through the air, which was 
insane in the membrane, insane in the brain to see in real life. But Mm -hmm. like I was talking to her and she was like, yeah, I work here and like employee tickets are so booked up. She's like, I can't get in until September. So like I'm working in front of web slingers and I won't write it until September. See, that's that's crazy. Oh my God. Yeah, that is nuts. But you know what? I bet you anything that they are that there was like a day for cast members to try the ride themselves because usually with things like that they have these things mm-hmm. called like cast uh previews where they mm-hmm. go to like it's like i think around like 8 p.m 7 p.m 8 p.m they say like all right we're closing the park early and then only cast members can like get a chance to experience it that way like you know they can recommend it to guests and things of that sort oh yeah so it would suck if she like missed that and she has to wait <laughs> Well, that's what I said, because I I was on the opening team for Jurassic World at Universal Studios. So I was Mm -hmm. like, that opening that ride was insane. I was like, but we had a day where we all got to like, ride it. So we could be like, okay, now I know what it is. And she was like, yeah, because of COVID. And because of like, super limited restrictions on it, they had that day and it was booked up like that. And it was like, only like one party per ride. And just like, she didn't get to do it. And I was like, damn, I do want (laughs) to go back. But I'm like, Am I going to wait five hours to get in? My family won't wait with me. I'll go yeah, by right. myself. One time's enough. <laughs> One time waiting is enough. I'm still just baffled that like Disney actually gets to do Marvel stuff at their parks. Because literally, like mm-hmm. I've been to Disneyland a couple times in the past decade. But um, I like the last time I was at Disney World, I was like a, a child, like a literal child. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I went like Universal I went to Universal Islands of Adventure and they had all the stuff because it was like the last time I went I think Disney had like just bought Marvel and there was like all this discussion about the fact that like oh but Disney will never get to have Marvel stuff in their parks because of the deal that Universal made where they have Spider-Man they have Hulk Universal doesn't have Spider-Man but they, I believe they had Spider-Man at I Florida. Think, yeah, like they yeah. they with they specifically bought theme park rights to the characters. Yes. So like for the I don't I don't I still don't know how Disney finagled that cuz like I remember at the time people being like, "Yeah, I mean they're like pretty much lifetime." And and actually I think that Universal Studios still has the Marvel area of their uh, Orlando park because I think yes. that they just they're allowed to have it, which is yeah. it's just weird to me. It's just very weird. We've had a it's lot of conversation weird. about that, uh, uh, cast members anyway, and because you know, obviously, the Marvel fans kind of like gather together in the break room, and we always talk about like Marvel shit. When is it coming to Disney? Like, you know, we own Avengers now, but uh, I, I believe, if I'm like remembering correctly, is that the deal was that it was only for Orlando, Florida. It's like a regional, mm, like kind of yeah. centric deal. That's why you don't see a lot of Mar- you don't see any Marvel stuff in Hollywood because they don't have yeah. the rights there. So that's yeah. why they're able to do it here, but you won't be seeing a lot of stuff in like uh, Disney, the the Magic Kingdom over there. So right. it's it's the rights is weird. It's it hasn't been this weird since Marvel sold off the movie rights to like eight different studios at once with different characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Marvel was really hurting for money, guys. They just <laughs> threw everything out <laughs> in different places. They're scattered like the Infinity Stones. Um, bizarre. Super bizarre. But uh, while we're on the topic of Marvel. So we all know that in the Eternals is coming out. We saw the trailer, mm-hmm. looks super dope, like super pumped for it. Like Megan and I have like talked ages about it. Like it, we're super super excited for it. But one curious thing is happening with that movie, and Marvel is pretty much saying that they're gonna actually have some LGBT representation in their main character lineup. Now, whether that be like the main character of Icarus, which I don't think it's going to be, or uh, what's his name, uh, Kingo? Uh, uh, Fastos I... is the character that's. Is it Fastos? Yeah, that's that's supposed to be the LGBTQ character, and it's he's played by um, Brian Tyree Henry, who last time we talked yes. about it, you said that yeah, you're you're familiar with his work. Sexy. Yeah. Love him. That's Paperboy. So... It's Paperboy. We... Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's great. He's fantastic. <laughs> From but Paperboy yeah. to Fastos. What 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 number are we on in terms of first uh, openly gay character in a Disney film? Is this like the ninth? Six, or... probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Is it six? The sixth character? I thought it would have been three. It's. Like... I mean, they I, they. There's been a so few many big announcements, um, and then it's uh-huh. um, you know, what's his name? Ethan. Um, one of the 
Ethan Russo or whatever his name is. Mm. Oh, uh, yes. Anthony Russo. Uh, Anthony yeah. Russo, the director. He played yeah. a side, not even a side character. <laughs> yeah. So we get that. We get um, two women kissing the, in the background Star in Star Wars. Yep, yep. Such oh, representation. We got LeFou in the live action mm. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, the little dance moment. We got the yeah. cop from Onward. Yes. Yeah. The cop from Onward. You're right. Yes. You're absolutely right. So the many lesbian impactful cop. characters. All of these and if we're not counting, impact. If we're not counting movies, I believe the, uh, I can't, I don't know the Disney Channel show because I'm a little too old for that, but I believe it's called Andy Mack. And mm-hmm. uh, one of their, the, the main character's best friend came out as gay in an episode. And I can't remember the, show or whatever but it has the kid who played uh billy batson and shazam that's that's where he kind of started off from yes he's adorable yeah and i trust me i wouldn't know about this if i wasn't like up at 3 a.m looking through youtube videos (laughs) just just like oh what is this disney's first openly gay uh tv character that's cool so i had to watch that scene it was actually a very nice coming out scene it was actually very adorable and very well handled but um i mean it would be great if we could actually get more of that I, I believe that it was that it was done well i mean i think disney probably could handle this kind of topic really well if they Absolutely. actually want Tried. to yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't it funny at this point that that we've had like multiple movie announcements of an openly gay character and we're just kind of like yep yep <laughs> like, how like it's news it's, it's insane it's so lax their idea of an openly gay character because every time they say that i'm like am i gonna see somebody just like tongue somebody else oh no they're just gonna talk about this like vague wife that they have at home and then everybody's like she's a lesbian i'm like yeah (laughs) or like at one point during the crisis like i think i think they did this in um star trek into darkness where like they made sulu an openly gay character and it was like Mm -hmm. i think like the main thing is like there was like one scene where a disaster was happening and he like held his husband's hand or something and it's like there we go that's how we know they're together wow yeah we did it i mean it's it, you know it's bad when the movie it chapter two handles <laughs> coming out better than a disney movie i mean that is i'm i i weep i weep i am such people ask me about it all the time and i'm like i have so many problems with those movies uh, but yeah, oh, I mean, gosh. at least I mean, I love Bill Hader, and you know, like they're Bill Hader. good, good that they addressed it a, a little bit, I guess. But yeah, so I yeah. that's not that's time for another conversation. Time for a whole another thing. But hey, but uh, how many MCU movies are we at now? Like, I want to say it's twenty six now. Like, are we up that are announced or that are no? Like, like how many? Like uh, since when was the last MCU movie we got? Far, uh, fucking far from home, right? Yeah, like, I just did an entire Marvel rewatch and it was 23. 23. 23. Okay. So yeah, I believe it was like, by the time we get a certain movie, it'll be at 26. But like now with the Eternals coming, with the Black Widow and then the Eternals, that would make it the 25th movie. So 25 MCU movies. And this is the first time an LGBT, an openly LGBT character will be a part of the main cast. Now, as someone as part of like the, the queer community, the LGBT community specifically, um, not specifically, you know, I'm sorry, I'm bad at this. Um, uh, as a but, gay? As a, as, a, as a gay person? Um, but as someone as part of the uh, LGBT community, like how do you feel like finally, like, or at, at all, like what, what are your thoughts on it taking this long for a character in the Marvel canon, even though there are a handful, tons of Marvel characters that they could have done this with? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you feel that they're finally like taking this on? I mean, it's interesting because there's been so many characters that I've like been projecting onto for so long that I'm like, yeah, like I feel like you know queer characters have been there um, for a while, but it's like maybe I'm just projecting. But it does feel nice. Like I don't know, it's one of those things where it's interesting to see reactions. Um, I think it comes down to representation and it comes down where like, even I can think like, okay, obviously like when I was watching Iron Man 2 and I first saw, you know, Scarlett Johansson, I was like, (laughs) you know, and like, I think back to what I, what that would have meant for me if it was like somebody who was like openly queer and openly queer in a way that wasn't, you know, a bad thing. Wasn't, you know, somebody that's like openly queer and because of it suicidal or because of it, like deathly ill and like, having some sort of punishment due to their sexuality. And if it was just, you know, oh, here's this character 
and she's really cool and she's really badass and she also likes girls I would have been like oh interesting weird I don't feel that way at all but like that's cool that I could you know what I mean like <laughs> right, it would have right. I it would have you know meant so much to me and I feel like I I just can't wait like I especially just doing a, this entire Marvel rewatch I really kind of noticed like especially a lot of the earlier ones how you know male gazy and for a very male audience they have been and the further along that we've gotten I was like this has really you know kind of grown and expanded and I think specifically with like Thor Ragnarok I was like this feels gay oh yeah and maybe yeah. it's just Taika Waititi directing and like <laughs> directing it for me specifically but I was like <laughs> this shot of Tessa Thompson is like inherently queer like there's oh, yeah. no yes. other explanation yes. for it um so it does feel you know long time coming and like especially you know fans like us we've put up with so little for so long that it does kind of feel like, yeah, sure, we're gonna get like a gay character, but I do think the day that I see it and like on the big screen, I will weep, I will cry, <laughs> I will just sob in the theater, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, long time coming. I mean, that's the frustrating thing is that like, queer coding is such an in integral part of the yeah. way that people make film because yeah. for the longest time like it was just accepted that like oh you you do this and it appeases people and you don't actually especially corporations like Disney that don't ever want to take a stance on anything remotely controversial and it's ridiculous mm -hmm. that in 2021 this is still controversial <laughs> um but yeah and it's it, it's I think it's just become like the queer community has latched on to characters like Ursula, you know, and like I mean the queer coding of villains and flamboyant, extravagant, wonderful villains. Right. Um, and it's I think that it's it's just so interesting that, I mean it's 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 interesting to see how just overall positive most of the queer community is about stuff like this because the thing is so much of like it's Pride Month, you know, and so much of the attitude is. Um, like Luke Skywalker's gay, deal with it, you know. And it's mm -hmm. like it's that's it's wonderful, but it's also just forever. Every time it's disappointing when mm. a studio comes out and doesn't say something like, "Oh, it's going to be the first queer character," and then it's like such a nothing moment or a throwaway moment or something that's clearly just meant to be edited out in other countries. Um, and it's yeah, it's I, I just made a video today about how if there had actually been queer representation that was relevant at all in media that I would have known that I wasn't straight like way fucking way yeah. fucking long ago. Um, and I think that, you know, even, even though there's not like mainstream representation in media, there's the internet has made it um, more accessible for people to like interact with each other from their community and, and understand themselves better, I think. But yeah, I think media is so important and this is just, it's, it's continuously disappointing to me. I just yeah. feel, I agree. I mean, I didn't really start getting, I mean, I, I didn't really start getting disappointed until I was able to consume media as like an adult because, you know, watching, watching these things as a kid, like obviously like as a kid, like I always knew that I was straight before I even knew what straight even was. Cause you know, I'm kind of like you staring at Scarlett Johansson, just like, and this is like way back during the, the perfect score days, you know, I'm just kind of like, yo, goth she's, Scarlett she's Johansson. She's a beautiful lady. Whoa. She renders a lot of people just Jeez. Dumb Jesus drunk. Christ. But the thing but the thing that like gets me is like uh uh you know, I watch I watch things with like my uncle and my aunt who are just like you know, very Christian raised in the in the mm -hmm. household and they see these things and they say, Well what are we supposed to tell our children? I hate that fucking thing. What are oh we supposed to tell God. the children? How are we supposed to explain this? Why are we exposing our children to this like I'm like, what do you mean exposing? You mean like showing how the world actually is it's not like like i wish i was exposed to this before so that way like i didn't look at my older cousin like he was a weirdo because like i haven't hadn't seen anything like him before and that's mm -hmm. like through no kind of like bigotry of my own it was just the fact that i never saw that in any form of media which is how i saw which is how i still see the world and so looking at people now it was like a, it's a culture shock and you know when you start going to high school and you're kind of on your own for the most part and your parents are never like not really there in your uh peripheral you see these things and in your head you're thinking oh wow this is there there are people that i didn't even know existed like i didn't know girls can fall in love with girls boys can fall in love with boys and everything in between you know so mm -hmm. it, the the fact that it's taking it's taken so long we have so far to go to get that representation and to accurately show it and get it to a place where it's just kind of like yes 
this is what the world looks like instead of like those token characters like megan said they get edited out and they're not really supposed to be there and it's those nothing moments like they just feel so pushed to the side and like some of my closest friends are part of the lgb lgbt community megan included so i'm just over here just looking at like just like how come you know i say all the time that forced diversity doesn't exist but i take that back this is forced diversity is putting a couple in the background of star wars to two women to kiss in a moment that's forced mm-hmm. diversity because it's bullshit because it's not yeah. real. It's just forcing it in there so that they can say we did it, we checked our box, and then it can be yeah. edited out for and ignored. Exactly. Yeah. Are, are either sure of you guys was... uh, Sailor Moon fans? I know a lot about Sailor Moon. I'm not like I'm a huge Sailor Moon fan, and mm-hmm. I I don't I don't know like a ton about your specific taste in media, Nicole. But um, no. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It's really good. It was like my favorite. People ask me all the time if I like anime, and I'm always ashamed to say that like I haven't really watched a lot of it. Um, but Sailor Moon Sailor Moon's is a like, good way to go. It was one of my favorites when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and actually, um, for the longest time, I did not know that there was queer representation in Sailor Moon because it was a very popular show in Japan, and they brought it over to the United States, and they dubbed it, and they did edits on it. And they mm. edited out. Mm. There was a couple in the the show came out in the '90s in Japan, and it had a canonically queer couple, um, Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune. And in the United States, they edited it out because it was inappropriate for children. Hey. Um, that, that four kids dub will fuck you up, man. They'll change <laughs> a lot of shit. I I didn't know until I was in my 20s, and then I was like, what the fuck? Like it was. It's ups- and it's so upsetting because literally, like, they have one of the healthiest relationships in the show. And it's it's mm-hmm. the maximum they do is, like, kiss each other occasionally. It's just, but that's See, inappropriate. I feel like so much of the representation we do get is, like, representation made for straight people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's made to be, like, palatable and tolerable. Like, Love, Simon, I really enjoyed that movie. But I did think, like, this is the straightest gay kid I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. it was very much like, look, gay kids, they're just like you. Like, they wear khakis and they have friends. They wear hoodies <laughs> and they have a hard time. Like, it just very much felt like that to me where it's very palatable. I think they do that with, like, literally anytime they make like you know a diversity movie it's like how do we make this palatable to yeah. the mainstream whether that's like whitewashing your film straight washing your film etc so it's always like irksome to me when i'm like ah oh, like i'm happy that like you know straight people are seeing this and they're like maybe gay people are okay but like what about the gay kids like i was a gay kid i love gay yeah. kids gay yes. kids are out there they're, and they want to feel great. seen and represented and like you're just showing like straight kids like hey these aren't weirdos like they're just <laughs> like you and i'm like but those gay kids deserve to see like healthy relationships and those healthy relationships are just so underrepresented you know yeah i want to talk a little bit more about love simon too because like i i really really like the film and i agree with everything that you're saying it's like it's the most straight wash like thing <laughs> there's even a, there's even a seed where <laughs> That I, I literally like la- audibly laugh when I heard. There's even a scene where he's like, "Hi, my name is Simon, and I'm gay." But you never know it. Like, <laughs> like, but you would never know it. I'm just kind of like, oh, that, that that is when the studio just said, "Okay, signed, like, greenlit. You can make it." Literally, the TikTok audio, international super spy, just played in my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like, exactly they what really. <laughs> They had such an opportunity to like delve into like how it feels to like feel like a traitor among your friends or feel like, oh God, if they find out, they're all going to be upset. But instead it was like, I wear khakis and I'm just like you. I'm not straight though. Like it was just so like yeah. record scratch, freeze frame. That's me. And I'm not straight. And I was like, I get it. it. I thought that movie was super cute it. though. Yeah. yeah, it was it was almost making fun of the uh, of the gay kid, you know, like not only did you have like the the truly like out there, quote unquote, weirdo person of color, you mm-hmm. know, being told by the main character, like, maybe you should tone it down, bro. Like, but you also have like the whole scene where he's like, maybe I might come out as gay and embrace myself. And there's this whole dance number where there's like the fucking rainbow flag and like everyone's yeah. dancing to. I, I can't remember. It was Britney Spears or some shit. And then he stops and goes, maybe not that gay. It's almost like they keep going like. Like, hey, this th- we're proud of who we are. Not that much though, and they kept pulling it back, and it was it was almost infuriating to watch. I'm like, this could be this had it had the potential to be probably one of the greatest like 
rom-coms of all time especially like when it came to representation but instead they just they just never fully dove their feet in and then and it just personally pisses me off that their friends were upset that he was being blackmailed by being outed and i'm just like come on man that was so (laughs) stupid that whole plot line was so stupid stupid. oh god we don't we don't care that you're gay we care that you lie shut the fuck up (laughs) he had his whole identity at stake for christ's sakes but hey it's fucked any movie it, in my experience like with the things that have been coming out recently it's like every movie i've seen that really is like we are so diverse this is a super diverse movie this is like gonna be the most diverse movie you've ever seen i watch it and i'm like why did you make this so incredibly like easy to swallow like why are we mm-hmm. and then those moments that aren't easy to swallow it's like we're building up to a really important moment here it is in the heights did that like six times where i was like i get it yeah. this is this is the big moment this is and a big like, scene I, you know, like why is every like the director the, the music editor like why is everybody telling me to hold the, my breath and brace to cry right. like but now it's a lot of like, people in the latin community uh, said that they cry when they watch it because it's the representation that they don't normally get on screen and like the history of latino representation not to get into all that is just kind of like spotty at best same thing with lgbt but again like exactly like you're saying like building these things up even before a movie's release as here's the representation that you've been waiting for Mm -hmm. and then they shit the bed time and time again like i feel that way when it comes to uh rent specifically because i watch i watch rent and you have the the the, uh, maureen and joanne extremely toxic couple extremely extremely toxic couple and it's definitely like one of those kind of like over sexualized like like maureen is like an overly sexualized character and it's almost Mm -hmm. like they're saying it because she's yeah gay and because she's bi that she's like going back and forth and she's kind of like slutty and things that bi stereotype is so fucking over it's it's so the thing like oh joanne's like oh you have to choose between it it's just very like yeah it's very problematic bi people want to be with everybody they're greedy i'm like i don't i don't like anyone like i (laughs) I don't have, mainly, mainly I don't want to be with anybody. Like if I can find a, a human that I can exist with for a few hours without getting annoyed, that's that's a win. So yeah. you know, like, but but there's this, it's this persistent stereotype that just like oh they're just they're sex fiends and they're greedy and they just they just uh, it's what where the fuck does it come from? I don't it's, understand. It's so disgusting. But god damn it, every time Adina Menzel says every single day I walk down the street, I'm like. You're not gonna make me forget that you're a terrible fucking human being, <laughs> and you're you're the biggest bi stereotype ever. Like, you're no amount of great singing can ever like erase that for me. And then don't even get me started on like fucking like no. Angel and the whole like, you know, uh, fucking like. N- I know the movie's based in like during the HIV epidemic in New York. I I get that, but it almost just seems like you're setting up this character. You put them on a pedestal, and it's almost just kind of like see trans people are wonderful mm-hmm. and like you can love them and they have beautiful soul and we fucking kill them because why because why yeah. we fucking you know it's it's a it's the same thing and i'm sorry i'm going off on a little bit of a rant because it makes me really angry it's the same thing with uh <laughs> it's the same thing with like a the fucking 100 which is why i didn't watch the fucking 100 is because they had their lead character who i believe was a, a, a lesbian <laughs> and they killed her off in like the fucking first season or some shit and it's like this trend that just keeps fucking happening where it's like Kill all the gaze. trans characters you kill your gays you kill your trans it's always happening and i'm just kind of like can we just have one that like it's the new black person in horror trope and i'm fucking sick of it like i'm really like <laughs> getting tired of it you know and it's yeah. this, is, this is a completely different um reference but one, one of the earliest and and my favorite representations of of a queer relationship is willow and tara from buffy the vampire slayer um, but unfortunately, uh, we ended up getting both of those tropes because, uh, they, they did the other thing that people do to buy people, which is buy erasure, which is when Willow started dating a girl, they were like, oh, she's a lesbian. And it's like, mm. why could she not like, she was fully in love with Xander. And some people literally realize that they're not at all attracted to men and heteronor like, uh, compulsory heteronormativity yeah. is like a big thing. So, I mean, like, it's not impossible, but it just, it felt like she was fully in love with Oz. Like, the relationship with Oz was close to a lot of uh, watchers. And anyways, like, they were just fully like, oh, like, she's just legitimately a lesbian now, which was especially a thing in the early 2000s. Like, if you were in mm. a um, gay relationship at all, it's like, well, no, there's no such thing as bisexuals. 
Um, but then they also killed Tara, and it was like, great, super, <laughs> super good, good job. They had their cake and ate it too. That's why Harley Quinn on HBO is yes. the supreme. Yes. Yes. Harley, you know they've Harley always played Ivy with that. They've always played with that relationship before too. Like it was, it took like it wasn't until recently where they fully dove into the the Ivy Harley relationship. It was always like hinted at, and it was always like coded very heavily yeah. until some brave writer mm-hmm. I can't even tell you who did it just said like fuck it, let's just have them be together. Like and it, I I really I really really like that. And it wasn't the bi ratio too because Harley Quinn is canonically bi. Am I correct? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, the fact that they didn't have that by erasure, like I, I really, really like that. Honestly, I think I think Pamela might be too. I think she might mm-hmm. be by as well, because uh, they've had her. They've had her with a couple of different people, some men. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. They're phenomenal. They're my favorite couple, and they've been like one of my favorite examples of like by relationships and just having like you know two women who were like legitimately in love with like separate men even though kite man was i don't know i loved kite man but (laughs) like a very you know douchey way he's he was i he grew on me i didn't like him at first and then i was like he's all right it got to the point where i was like ah she's stringing him along (laughs) but um you know they were they were so great and i just really loved the way that they like handled their relationship but it does um I, I love the relationship. I love the relationship so much, but so I feel like so often we get like kind of that half-ass like studios treat being by as kind of like this half-ass queer identity mm-hmm. of like okay, yeah, like Wonder Woman's by, like Star Lord's by, but we're only ever going to show them in this kind mm-hmm. of relationship and never really address it. It feels the same as like we'll have two two ladies kiss in the background. It feels like that same kind of like we want our brownie points. We told you, you can love the representation, but we're never actually going to show right. it on screen because we still want straight people to yeah. buy tickets. Right. Right. They, they did that with Valkyrie. Like as much as, and Taika tried. Taika tried, yeah. they, they deleted yeah. that fucking scene. But I can tell he tried too. You can I totally still get tell. people telling me, oh, we have, oh, yeah. we have queer representation in the MCU. What about Valkyrie? I was like, motherfucker, that shit does not count until I see mouth to mouth contact. Like yeah. I'm not like I'm exactly. Not... <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, this you guys have probably dealt with this as well. But like usually when I see in the like in the black community when like the gay one like the gay cousin brings home like a girlfriend and then like the rest of the mm-hmm. family just says, oh that's her friend. It's not her girlfriend. It's her friend. Valkyrie, the way yes. it's set up in the movie, that's her friend. That's yeah. her best friend that got killed. It's not yeah. like oh it's a relationship. And if you still have the auntie filter on it, it doesn't fucking count unless you come out. <laughs> And you yeah. say it, it's not it. You know, yep. you're just yep. you can't have your you can't have your cake and eat it too. You're just you can't try and make the studio happy. What you have to do is state your intention, say this is who this character is, don't stereotype it and just say like, hey, not like in a sense of, oh, they're just like it. No, let this character be this character. Let them kiss, let them fall in love, let them have their you know, their lives and people will fucking get over it. Bigots, of like course, just, but who gives a fuck just, about bigots? All it is, is is a romance story just like anything else. I, I exactly. have this conversation all the time with people where they're like, like we were talking about earlier, where they're like, oh, well, it's, it's for kids. And it's like, what? We see romance, mm-hmm. like romance is a staple in Disney movies. We got Princess right. Jasmine walking around here looking very good, but like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, I, I think that if we're, if we're doing that, and that's that's an example of, of a heteronormative romance, um, I, I think it's fine if we, like, there were rumors, like, years ago, sorry, I brushed my mic, uh, but there were rumors, like, years ago that we were going to get, like, a Disney movie with, like, two princes falling in love. I, <laughs> dude, I doubt that, that yeah. Kids... Kids are going to find that representation no yeah. matter what. They're going to seek it out. And if you show them healthy relationships, you're going to show them that they can be the way they inherently are. And it's not a bad thing. If I had a dollar for every time I watched the makeout scene from Jennifer's oh body on YouTube at like 3 a.m., <laughs> like I could afford rent in New York. <laughs> like I watched it so much, but it still told me like this is you know, this is a bad thing. Like she's the villain, she's evil. And like, even though like, I feel really weird when I watch this, like, it's just because it's, you know, it's, they're kissing and that's what it is. But like, I never felt like that was an okay thing for me to do because the only way I could see something like that was 
at like 3 a.m. when my whole family was asleep and I was watching it on like a private browser, even though it was just like girls kissing, you know what I mean? The fact that you have to feel dirty while looking at something like that, that's, that's, that's fucking crazy. Oh my God. I have such a vivid memory of playing Sims when I was like 11 years old and making like two girls like (laughs) Wahoo, you know? And then I heard my parents upstairs and I unplugged the computer. (laughs) Like I was like, this just needs to turn off right now. I was so scared of getting found out. But if Princess Jasmine had been gay, that wouldn't have happened. Exactly. Hey, imagine, imagine like, imagine like 10 year old me watching the ending scene of Aladdin of Aladdin and Jasmine (laughs) kissing at 3 a.m. and feeling like it's the dirtiest thing ever. Just like, oh, this kiss is pornography. You know, it's pure (laughs) pornography. I mean, and these movies, like, they they have some some makeout sessions. Like, literally, like, I I literally learned about open mouth kissing because of Disney movies. Like, those are not regular, those are not, like, you know. Tiana's mouth was fully open at the end of Princess and the Frog. Her mouth was wide open. Yeah. They're like going for it, and I mean, like, good for them. But that's it, my point. Is it's like, yeah. why would it be different if they were, it was a same sex couple? Like, it's just insane. It isn't slime. It's mucus. Um, that's all I gotta say about that. But, but, um, <laughs> y- you guys ever watch the uh, the show uh, Grownish by chance? A little yeah. bit. I've seen a very little bit. I, I watch it religiously. I watch it a lot because I watch Blackish and like naturally like you know you know gotta watch Grownish because uh fuck why uh Yara Yara Shahidi is just like fantastic and I absolutely love her. She's annoying in the show, but that's testament to her talent because she's so fucking fantastic. <laughs> but uh, they I as a as a straight cisgendered male who, who's watching this show and like honestly doesn't like tries to educate himself as much as possible and like tries not to force his opinions on others. Um, watching that show, I feel like um, it, 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 it's a positive representation of the LGBT community because it, it actually takes its time to like teach you about the inner workings and the nuances of those type of relationships. Like there's a character in the episode named Nomi and from the first episode, it's clearly mm-hmm. established that she's bi. Like she's overly sexual, which is, you know, problematic in and of itself, but uh, you know, she 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 hangs her hat on the flag that I'm bi. There's gonna be and Jewish, and there's gonna be people that hate me because of who I am. Yada yada yada, the usual tropes. But what happens is she ends up dating this guy that she really likes, and it turns out that he is also bi. And then she starts looking at him strange, like, well, no, you're you're probably gay, right? And he's like, no, I'm bi, just like you. And she's just kind of like, well, that's kind of weird. He and he, you know, he's pressing her like, well, let's talk about it. Why is it weird? And she doesn't have an answer for him. It's just the, it's just like the toxic masculinity of just saying like a man can't like other men. Or she even says out of her mouth, "Is nobody likes it when other dudes kiss." <laughs> he, he looks her dead in her mm-hmm. eyes, and this is the last thing he ever said to her was, "I actually do. I actually really, really do." <laughs> he walks out of there, <laughs> and I, I like it too. I wish that uh, we could have gotten a kiss from. Finn and Poe, so, you know, or you know? Many, many kisses. That would have been... <sighs> Don't even get me started. The tragedy of my life that that look, never happened. Look, I, I, I would be I the mean, first person to, like, shoot down the notion that Steve and Bucky are a thing. I'm, I'm the first one to be like, they're just best friends, and I will fight <laughs> to the death on that. But Finn and fucking Poe needed to fuck. Like, they really that, I, like I said that from yeah. the very first trailer where they looked at each other, that fucking, like, 360 spin look where they grabbed each other's arms. I said... Those that guys scene. Not get together. They're in they're love. Re- they're, the scene where they reunite, and I, I, this is this is the hill that I fucking die on. The scene where they reunite, where Finn's like, "You're alive," and they run and they grab, they're like holding each other in their arms, and he's covered and in all the stuff. Like, That's my jacket, and he's like, "Oh, uh, let me take it off for you right now," and he's like, oh, no, "It looks really good on you." Like any, he bit that, his lip. that had been a man and a woman, like everyone in the world would have been like, "Yeah, they obviously need." Like it would have been like a Han and Leia moment. Like mm-hmm. the only reason why people yeah. don't read it as romantic is because of like compulsory heteronormativity like that's yep. literally the only reason yeah i mean it was there <clears throat> they're buds yeah. they're buds buds share jackets just a couple of dudes do you, wanna, uh, you want some blue milk <laughs> you want some blue milk <laughs> or i'll give you some blue milk he's like you're you know you're half naked but that's that's cool because we are oh, pals man. and we are <laughs> he, he totally you know what he totally checked out finn when he was walking around the ship butt ass naked too he totally Dude, looked him yeah. up and down and Oscar Isaac has been up because Oscar Isaac was yeah. on our side. Was yeah, like, no, they, yeah, they need to do it for sure. <laughs> Come on, 
it's it's a Kang. literal tragedy. It's, Kang. A, it's a literal tragedy that Disney were cowards in that department. For real, for real. All right, so I think I want to uh, like kind of like shift this conversation back over to Marvel a little bit, and yeah. uh, let, let's talk mm-hmm. about some of like our favorite queer Marvel slash comic book characters. I know we talked about like Harley Quinn and like how great she is, but are there other like superheroes that you guys like that comes to mind when it comes when it comes to your favorite uh, queer characters? My my all time favorite is Mystique. I mean, I, I love Mystique. She's mm-hmm. one of my like top five char- favorite characters of all time. And they only they only very recently like officially canonized um, that she is queer um, because mm-hmm. actually back when they were first when um, of course it was uh, Chris Claremont who was writing the stories because he he was like Chris Claremont made sure that so many of his stories were queer coded. Like they they actually had um, laws that if you included queer relationships it had to be marked as adults only which obviously um marvel publishers was not going to do that for their comic books which were mainly targeted at children but chris chris mm. claremont was like let's put some gay shit in here he was a fucking that's so haze code of him he was the fucking man and yeah so he and mystique and her not girlfriend destiny adopted <laughs> rogue as their daughter and lived in a cottage together but they weren't they weren't lesbians no definitely not that was her but, friend. But very, <laughs> recent, but very recently, they actually canonized it, and um, we got to see um, Mystique smooching Destiny, and it was, it was wonderful. I, I love Mystique is amazing, and I'm she's a fucking queer icon. I love her so much. That's crazy because the Chris Chris Claremont run was what the '90s, like that was, was, yeah. was like '80s '90s. Yeah. So the fact that they just recently canonized it, it's like... yeah, it took a lo- it took a long fucking time. <laughs> oh jeez. Like me, I'm a I'm a shout I'm a shout because we actually just got these characters in the MCU. I'm a shout uh, Wiccan and Huckling. Yes, Wiccan and Huckling. They have the they have the sweetest relationship. They're so supportive of one another, and I'm I'm just like in awe of their relationship. How they just go through so fucking much. Like Huckling, I don't even know. I know he's a Cree. I know he's a Cree. But fucking the fact that Wiccan like is like literally like looking him up and down in his fucking scaly glory. I'm just kind of like yo like. This is like next level like type <laughs> shit. This is this is what I've learned from Doctor Who when the doctor said like, "Oh, we've evolved past your stupid hangups on biology and fucking like gender." <laughs> like I'm like this is it right here. And the fact that now like I like to think of this cuz now Huckling is the king of space. I don't even know how the fuck that works, but he's the king of all of space apparently. And Wiccan is just kind of like, "Yo, what are we going to do now?" And Huckling just like make out, I guess. <laughs> it's just like your boyfriend is fucking the king of space and now you got he's he's just basically like yep i've been here since day one like fuck all you bitches like it's it's so great and and it's so natural too it's not it's not stereotypical it's not like um uh it's not forced and some people will say like it's in your face when they kiss but to be honest like put like uh i'm trying to think of like a superhero couple that's still together in the comics right now in marvel oh, yeah. apparently apparently nobody's together anymore <laughs> uh it put mary jane and spite and, and pete in that same situation it's the same thing but uh but mm-hmm. now i'm happy that we got wiccan because now ho- hopefully like down the road we can get like a huckling like matchup of that that would be that would be great especially since like we've been seeing wiccan as a literal child and then we get to see him grow into this and hopefully marvel can handle that coming out story if he has to come out at all if he's not open with it already, but and I would, I would like bi. to see that. His, mm-hmm. yep. Tommy's bi, so that would be great. Yep. Especially, it would be great to see more male bi representation because I feel like whenever we see bi characters, mm-hmm. it's only women. And again, they're usually very sexualized. Mm-hmm. But what yeah. I liked about Wiccan and Hulkling, like they definitely, they remind, they give me like Shit's Creek vibes. Like it's very much just like wholesome, <laughs> like happy, <laughs> like queer relationship that's just not, it's not like, you know, it, you know, in the realm of Marvel where shit's always hitting the fan. But you know, like yeah. they're just, they're just wholesome and cute together. It's very, it's very pure. It's very pure. They don't have like the same type of fucking like hangups that like a Peter and Mary Jane have of like a one more day and shit's always like you said shit's always hitting the fan and yeah uh you know it's not even it's not even like on par with like again Marvel couples really don't last now that you think about it like I'm just <laughs> there's only no. one couple and that's Peter and Mary Jane and that's what I keep going back to not even fucking Rogue and Gambit are anymore. still together and oh, Rogue speaking... and Gambit and Kitty and Colossus you're absolutely speaking right speaking of bi vibes uh Rogue and Gambit both super bi never been yes. never been confirmed but they're do- both definitely bi oh absolutely absolutely even though they tried to like like knock that down by having Kitty date like as many 
men in the Marvel universe. She's dated Peter. She's dated Star Lord. She's dated yeah. Colossus. She's dated. It's like, Ooh, come on, guys, y'all running from this. Can we start a GoFundMe to convince Marvel to make Star Lord uh, buy canonically and kiss a boy in the MCU? Because I need to see Chris. Like, I just rewatched Infinity War and Chris Pratt saying uh. that line where there's like, oh, what master do you serve? He's like, what am I supposed to say, Jesus? And I die every time because of Chris Pratt's like extreme evangelical Christianity. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just That's saying, just good um, acting right there. If, we could have, if I could wish list one character in the MCU to kiss a boy, it would be Star-Lord just because, oh Look. my God, it would be so, be so amazing. Look, the set photos for Thor uh, Love and Thunder I, I just want full on like a love fest to be going on here. And like you you guys have seen Thor and you guys have seen Chris like uh Star Lord in those set photos. I really want there to be like a flashback of like Star Lord talking about like his previous like conquest. And you know, he was always getting around with the women, but I want him just one like one all it takes is one time of just saying like, Oh yeah, you know, I you know, I dated Shaniqua, uh Gamora, Brad <laughs> you know, the, you know, I that is such peak bi behavior too. Like if he did that, that would be so true. Every bi person I know, their way of flirting is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had like ex boyfriends and like a girlfriend or two. Have have, have you <laughs> dated? Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Like that's what everybody does. I would love to see Star that. Lord canonically, what's it called, an Oscarian or whatever? Like he talks about sleeping with an alien that's got like fucking needles on their face. Yeah, he doesn't care. Of course, he's bi. He's pansexual. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Also, also, Neymar the Submariner as well, who's uh, been rumored to be in Black Panther too, is also I don't even know I, I, I don't even know pans. I think he's I think he's pansexual if if I'm being correct about that. Like, I honestly don't know. They and sometimes they change it up in Marvel, so it's hard. They change it up a lot, but yeah. he literally like there's literally a shot of him making out with an alien that looks like the Xenomorph, and he's so like. He's so, like, a gentleman about it, too. Like, Neymar's an asshole, but when it comes to, like, loving who you love, he is such a gentleman where he's literally describing (laughs) this fucking alien. Like, I'm talking, like, tentacles and the fucking double mouth. And he's like, she is an angelic queen of her race. And the fact that you cannot see that means that there's something inside of you that needs changing. And he fucking walks out of there. It was like, whoa. And I think it was Rachel Summers who was just kind of like, yo, dude, did you kiss that thing? He was just like... A true gentleman doesn't kiss and tell, but whatever. Like, I was just like, <laughs> Neymar is my dude. <laughs> That's I love that guy. Yeah, love I mean, I, well, uh, the, we'll start with, um, what's his name? Bastos in the Eternals? Bastos. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we'll start there. Hopefully, it's actually worth our while. Hopefully, it's actually real. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, not for the straight yeah. people. But, yeah. Um, and then I, I'm, I'm actually I'm very hopeful that we'll see more queer representation on Disney Plus shows. I'm, I'm really hopeful yeah. with Loki, especially because it's a it's actually fluid, baby. Yeah, yep. he's gender yep. fluid. Yep. So, I mean, it, but the way this show is going, like it, and also they've never done any kind of romance with Loki. Like, it's time. They haven't done it. They haven't also done it in the comics as well. Right. Like, I don't remember any romance yeah, with Loki. I mean, he's. He's he's had relations with several people. <laughs> I, I course, can't think yeah. of any major romances, but mm-hmm. I also haven't read a ton of Thor comics. So yeah, but yeah, I, I, I just need to, need to see as well. Tom Hiddleston's face near someone else's face. That's on my list. he's sexy. It's doing it for me. Yes. No, absolutely. I, I just want to see him, uh, you know, in rom com like territory. I want to see him get wooed or him attempting to woo. That's what I want from Loki. <laughs> like, I want to see someone flustering Loki to the point of no end. Like, I want him to just kind of, hi, I'm Loki. Of like, and they just go, little, whatever. And he's just like, oh, what? that little flirtation <laughs> with him as DB Cooper in the first episode was enough for me to be like, that oh, wink. Okay, man. what? Mm-hmm. Are we okay? No, but yeah, no, we that was all it was, but that was only episode one, so the broken dream. I mean, I mean, honestly, like seeing that scene, like it just like even I was just kind of like, wow, this guy's like dashing as fuck. Like he, the way he winked at her, oh, yeah, and the, and then what made it even like more like sexy was the fact that like he probably didn't even want her, like he just yeah. he, he's he's literally just like, I'll be here on a bet, baby, 
Like I'm out of here. Like goddamn. He is he is in full control at all times. That Loki. So yeah. Very very excited for what's to come from Loki. Anyways, before I get too flustered, we spent a full like five minutes talking about his abs last episode. So really? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Because we realized like like Loki never like he never even showed his arms. He never showed any skin throughout the MCU. That was the it was history that was the first time we saw loki's like nipples and abs and all of that so it was so we have to cherish it so it needed its own five minute segment called that's valid (laughs) i think that moment of him was nice too because he was like very flustered about it like he like all his clothes were gone and like that was the first time he just like looked a little out of control and he was like oh and i was like oh this awakened something in me hi (laughs) he didn't he didn't look that he didn't look that uh flustered when the Hulk whooped his ass. He didn't look that caught right? off guard when yeah. the Hulk fucked him up. The fact that his- Cause he him, was fully clothed. He was right. down with it. He was like, anything that I'm fully clothed in is fine. But he's like, the moment you like take it, then he was like, I was like, is he blushing? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about what he said right before too. This is fine as guardian leather. And then they just ripped that shit off in a second. Like he was like, oh shit, damn. Like, yeah. it's, yeah. like it's, it's like the moment like you get like it's, a, it's like a teenage boy when you unhook a bra for the first time you're just like I did it it's just like <laughs> that's what happened to Loki. <laughs> yeah. I love that episode. He's been oh, so obsessed with his yeah. glorious purpose for a long time that I think he's forgotten about you know some of the more simple pleasures. pleasures. <laughs> Although we did spend a while, I mean, the opening of Ragnarok seems like Odin's been enjoying himself. Uh, although it's yeah. pretty disturbing to think of Loki doing things as Odin. So now I wish I That's hadn't had weird. that thought. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> never mind. I'm going to try and erase that from my brain. Let, I mean, let's be real. Like, let's be real. According to, like, true Norse mythology, Odin's always, like, kind of doing something. So this is, if they're being as accurate, they were probably doing that in the MCU as well. And Loki was just taking advantage of it. You know, you know, look, I hate, I hate to, I, you know, I gotta say it cause it's on my brain. I, I have no filter. Loki seems like the type of dude during relations. He seems like the, uh, Patrick Bateman the type of dude that will look in a mirror, point at it like mid, mid it, and like give oh, himself no. a wink and continue. He just seems that way. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, this is really shattering my fantasy. Yeah. Aww, hey, rip. Hey, <laughs> hey, Batman eats pussy and Loki looks at himself <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> oh, I can't no. want to sleep with Batman more than Loki. That's just, that doesn't feel right. <laughs> That's what did it for you? That's what did it. That's what did it. <laughs> You're like, once that cowl comes on, man, <laughs> Megan is down to clown. You know, I mean, I get the, I get the cat suit fetish, though. You know, I mean, it goes both Yo. ways, but. Yeah. That's because Catwoman's sexy at all hours, anytime, anywhere. Dude. Animated, not animated. Zoe she's where wearing... Batman is. Mm, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I, I literally, I literally have the scene from Zoe Kravitz like in dope, like walking down the street, like just playing on repeat in my head, and it just, it just looks so good. Dope was so formative in my youth. I don't know why. Like I just saw it at like a really pinnacle time, and like young Kiersey Clemens in that movie was just yeah. like, oh, that's some okay. It was just like a very like, got it. That's what I like. Cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> You know, it's funny too because like like they they really they really butched up Kiersey because you know she was like you know uh, they uh, the whole point was like oh they mistake her for a guy like her name is Dig mm-hmm. like you would you would never know but I'm looking at her like she's still fine like fine. you could put her in baggy she ass clothes fine. and have, she's fine <laughs> like she is fine like I'm I'm over here looking at her in like the fucking Snyder cut flying in slow motion I'm just like Barry I'm just like oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Slow motion flying Kiersey Clemens. Okay. She was the only reason why I watched uh, Neighbors too. Weirdly, like, you know, you had Seth Rogen, Rose Byrne, Chloe Grace Moritz, but it was Kiersey Clemens <laughs> just <laughs> off to the side there. I was like, you got me. Sold. <laughs> Good sir. But yeah. 
my friend, yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly trying to figure out uh, where we're at. And I honestly feel like, feel like we've covered like a lot of our talking points. Yeah, yeah, I think we have. I mean, yeah, there's, uh, there, I, there's, I mean, yeah, there's, there's not enough representation, queer representation in media, but I still have like a million examples that I, that I do love, that I really mm -hmm. do love. Oh, absolutely. I think there's uh, so much more better in TV than film, but I think that also has to do with like the mark, like where films are made, marketed for, and distribution and stuff like that. Like it's mm -hmm. really annoying, but you know, yeah, the film industry is so much about making a profit, and TV doesn't have to worry about international revenue. It's yes. so easy to slip it in, though. I remember seeing uh, uh, Deadpool two, like with my parents, yep. and like it was just like two lesbians, and like my dad just being like. I was like, yeah, that's so cute. Thumbs up, a little thumbs up moment. He's like, gay, gay. You must enjoy what's happening right now. And I was like, I do. You're not wrong. That I is mean, such a dad thing to do, and I love yeah. it so much. It's a, such it's peak. Like, I don't really know how to be supportive, but thumbs up. And I was like, thumbs up. I was like, yeah. I'm looking at Zazie Beats a little more than you maybe think. I'm looking at her, but like, yes. <laughs> I am only, I am only slightly more evolved than that. Like, I'm a, gay. Yeah, you got it. Like, you, there it is. Like, it's like, oh, it's, it is what it is. What I gotta do well, though you're is that. Like, so you're exactly. right on track. Yeah. E exactly. So like, I'm, I'm definitely preparing for. I feel like I'm like, like like one of those dads where she's going to be scared to come out if she has to come out and I'm just going to be like that's great what, what would you like for dinner like when she coming you want to you want to invite somebody are you dating somebody what's her name like I'm that's what I'm going to be more concerned with like are you trying to tell me you're dating someone like or is she coming <laughs> over like the house is a mess what the fuck like you should you should have called it oh out oh my know? god when I came out to my parents they thought they literally like I started sobbing and then I like was like I'm I'm I'm, I'm bisexual and they were like that's it and I was like yeah and my mom was like we thought you were pregnant oh my god like yeah. the way they both just like breath of fresh air and they're like that's fine we support you oh my god like they were like going through their own thing of thinking that I was pregnant and I was like no it's quite literally the opposite of what you're fearing oh my gosh hey but hey yeah. you gotta love the supportive parents though like I guess, gotta love supportive like, parents the upside of like I don't it doesn't even feel like coming out to me because like I was literally already married when I realized I was mm -hmm. right. But like when I told my family, um, I was like, I, yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot and I'm pretty sure that I'm bisexual. And they were like, yeah, yep. <laughs> like I could see. Yep. Pro yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> they were just Honestly, like, mm -hmm, can I, yeah. can I, can Surprise. I ask you this? Is it, is it nice? Like, like, to come out and like they already knew before you already did so there's like an extra layer of just kind of like oh i had nothing to worry about for me it was really weird because like i've never this is not like a story that i've actually like talked about ever but like i so i'm i'm, I'm 32 and when i was in high school like i went to a small school and there was like no no one no one was out no one was even like there was one girl and it was she was also like very an emo girl like mm -hmm. she was like a full-on goth um, love it yeah and i mean like yeah but she, she was also like almost everybody got along but there were a few people who just like made their own way and she was one of them and i i was an artist i was always an artist and i specifically always drew very beautiful women very sexy women like this uh comic book artist j scott campbell was one of my biggest um influences and um, I can't remember what his name is now. He used to be such a big influence for me. He was this artist who drew pinup girls. He did the cover of the Cars album that my dad mm. had when I was a kid. Um, and so, yeah, I would, I would always draw that kind of stuff. And my friends in high school would always make fun of me and say, like, oh, my God, you're definitely a lesbian. And I was like, no, I'm not. I just, like, really appreciate beauty. And mm. that's it is I just know – and I was attracted to I just men. think girls are really pretty. That's just yes. all I think. Like, I just I fixate <laughs> on specific models and draw them all the time because I just think they're really pretty. And I was attracted to men. So it was just like, it was mm -hmm. really easy for me to just be like, yeah, no, like I'm. Right. And then, you know, as I got older and had some exper experiences. <laughs> yeah. Then when I realized it, my family was like, yeah, I mean, 
oh every, yeah no one is surprised <laughs> I was like okay. I mean it was it was good it was good because I think like especially for like someone coming out in that way like when you're already married to a man and you're like in your 30s um the, I think the typical reaction is for people to be like no you're not like you mm-hmm. just it's normal for women to be attracted to other women and you know and like but it was nice that their reaction was definitely like yeah, I mean, we've all, yeah, I mean, yeah. Right. So you were in a glass closet, babe. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, yeah, it was, it was one of those things where I was just, I, the lady doth protest too much for the longest time, I think it was. So. You, you were in a glass closet and you didn't even know it. That was, I really, that was, I, you know? I didn't. Like, I thought that people were going to be like, I thought that people were going to tell me, no, you're not. And then, yeah, my family was like, yeah, we, obviously. We yeah, <laughs> it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. But yeah, like no one's surprised. Honestly, honestly, I need that as like an eight-minute Pixar montage of like <laughs> you like drawing these beautiful women, and then somebody just going like, "You like women?" No. <laughs> Two years later, you sure? Nah. You know, having I, sources. I, literally, I, the whole time, I'm just like, no, no, <laughs> that's not what it is. No. <laughs> couldn't be that couldn't be right fervent denial you're just like absolutely not no way i just think they're so pretty i'm like very um defiant like i hate it when people try to tell me what to do or tell me things about myself my immediate reaction is to argue um do that what it may so i think it didn't help early on people being like you're this and i was like you don't know me What Literally the saying? moment that it clicked for me, I was watching Neil Patrick Harris host the Tonys and he was doing a beautiful opening number as he always did. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, the song that he was doing was called It's Not Just For Gays Anymore, talking about Broadway. And they had this one line in it where he said, we'd be twice as proud to have you if you go both ways. And I was like, I go both ways. <laughs> and it was just like, I was like 15 and I was like, I'm not going to tell anybody this for a while, but I just had a personal discovery. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, like, that's great. I, I mean, I, these are such great stories. I don't have a, like, when I knew I was straight stories, to be honest. Like, it, they're never as, I, like. Was it Roxanne from a Goofy movie? I mean, it could have either been Roxanne from a Goofy movie or that goddamn mom from Bebe's Kids. It, it, it could have been. <laughs> So many different things because every cartoon character was very sexualized to me. We're talking Lola Bunny, we're talking Roxanne, we're talking Miss yeah. uh, Bellum from the Powerpuff Girls. Like Miss <laughs> Bellum from the Powerpuff Girls did teach me one thing. She did make me realize that I my favorite female body part was legs, and that was when I was just kind of like everybody was talking about butts and boobs, and I'm just kind of like. <laughs> Miss Bellum got got the she don't show any of it, but it's right there. Like wow, that's about it. She just a walk. Oh my god! I was at the bus stop yesterday, and this guy came up to me and was waving his hand in front of my face because I had headphones in, and I was like, oh god, oh no! And I took a headphone out, and I was like, yeah. And he was like, I like your shoes, and I like the legs in them even more. And he just walked away, and I was like, that's kind of smooth. What really sells it is the immediately walking away. That's immediate walk away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you that's, don't, you don't want anything from that. me. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. It's Just like I got one. compliment and make your way. I got one thing to say, and I think you should know, and I'm going to take my leave. Like, that's, you got to like, Wait, wait, that. come back for a second. <laughs> Nicole, that was the game. Okay, <laughs> that was the game. <laughs> you got me. Fuck. <laughs> it was, yeah. Thinking to himself. She was hot, though. Her. her. Her Velma in the live-action Scooby-Doo movie, played by Linda Cardellini, oh my and gosh. Rachel Weiss, Rachel Weiss and the Mummy were like all mm-hmm. big moments for me. The yeah, Mummy right, really, yeah. I should have, I should have known a lot early, earlier, exclusively because of the Mummy, because I, I watched that movie like every day for like two years, basically. <laughs> like that movie Phenomenal. Yeah, Why is that movie so good? It's so good. I mean, it's, it's Brendan Fraser being a badass and Rachel Wise mm-hmm. being the fucking sexy. And I only Smart. see her as like the sexy librarian in everything now. I'm just kind of like, yeah. Oh, dude. And, and uh, what's her name? Emotep? The... Oh, the, uh, Nox on the Moon. Nox on the Moon. With the bodies? Yeah. She makes up with that guy and he smudged it. And I was like, this is pornography. That's like, the female gaze right there. That's yep. the female gaze is smudging your body paint gently, like because you just can't. 
can't And the not. dude she was making out with was ugly. That bald ugly man didn't even yeah. like him. But I was still like, is this movie is... Uh, is the mummy was it, the, Yeah, the main mummy. <laughs> okay, somebody's name. Don't know why I can't remember this right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I just heard, I remember very vividly as a kid, like watching her like walk out in the that fucking like silk yeah. dress that leaves nothing, absolutely nothing to the imagination. No. That was the first time I saw a, sh- a, sh- a sachet. It was my first sachet, and it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna it. say that was the first time I saw a set of titties. <laughs> no, well, shit, it might have been. I, I can't. I couldn't tell you my first. I was first gonna date, be like first same. <laughs> couldn't tell you my first date, but I can tell you my first sachet walk, and that was that was it. Yeah, yeah. She was even the the bangs weren't it, but she was it. I'm just saying <laughs> that hard bang. You were like, I'm not into the bangs, but the no, body bang. The, bo- the bangs don't like for me, man. Don't like the bangs, but I like the body attached to it. Men don't like bangs. I've noticed this. Men really don't prefer bangs. But, it yeah. depends. Bangs are the female gaze. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's a secret code. It's the code. I guess it depends. It, it really depends. What kind of, Like the hard bang? Like I'm talking like the curtain bang? No. Like what It do you very much at? looks like the Egyptian wigs though. What her hair looks yeah. like. Yeah. Like the yeah. stereotypical like Cleopatra like costume wigs that they sell. I don't. I mean. Yeah. I, thought, I don't. I guess that. I mean I guess they looked like that in hieroglyphs. Yeah. I don't. I can get over the bangs. Like, I can get over them. Like, obviously, I, I, I did. He's but... like, I'll put up with the bangs mm-hmm. for the body. Yeah, Ex- yeah. Exactly. It's a good trade-off. It's, a... It's, compromise. It's, it's the 80-20 rule, you know? Like, <laughs> if the bangs are the 20%. I'm she gonna... can clip them back. The bangs yeah. are not an issue. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Bring exactly. some bobby pins. All right. Well, I, okay. I, think, I think that does it for know. our show. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's a, that's a good place to, to end it on. Um, everybody the loves body. the mummy. Yeah, and yeah, we've learned some stuff. We've learned some things. 